how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I have the inimitable Michael Stern. Hey, I'm What's up, Michael? Mountain Dews, baby. Tim, how are you, man? Doing very well. This is Ascend Digital, digital Agency. Agency. Yeah. <laughs> Ascend Digital with the, Agency. Yeah, with, with an I call it Ascend alarm. Digital Marketing sometimes, but I'm wrong. I've been called worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. And Michael's been doing roofing marketing for a long time, and I don't really suggest very many competitors, but I've suggested him several times because I believe that he's an ethical player and he's doing his best to rank his clients and to make his clients money. Also, I see a lot of roofing companies that suggest his services, and I always trust roofing companies more than I suggest or trust the companies themselves. And so... It's, it's always good to see how many people suggest you guys in the Facebook groups and stuff like that. Yeah, likewise, brother. So we are talking about how SEO is slow today. And we're going to also talk about, is there anything we can do to speed it up? Because to me, that's the question on a lot of people's minds. And I love, I'll be real. I always talk about the uh, Jeff Bezos quote, which is like, it's he talks about the how his customers are divinely discontent. (laughs) They're always discontent and they always want more. And he says, I love it because if we're the ones that get those like critiques, then we can improve our service. You know what I mean? Like, but if, if another company gets those critiques, then they get to improve their service. And, and so like the amount of, you know, we get complaints, right? Like, honestly, we, we have three SEOs working all the time. We got three writers, all this shit. But then there's always people that people are always like, I want it faster. Please, can we go faster? And yeah. it's that that discomfort of asking of that discussion six to nine months in. That's when is that's the tightest point, right? Yeah. And it's like, how can we speed this up? So in your experience, first of all, have you experienced that back and forth with people? No, 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 no. everyone is entirely <laughs> satisfied. Um, we've never had anyone push back as far as time frames, not as a prospect or, yes. or fulfillment um, point of the game. Yeah, no, it's it's you know for obvious reasons. So like, I try to remove it from the context of me running a business and having a client and put myself in their shoes. And when you're investing the type of money that you have to invest in SEO, like even if you have the expectation it's going to take time, I could understand the anxiety that's associated with waiting right <laughs> right it's real money it's not cheap like the, right. the, good, the good stuff is not cheap cheap stuff's not good yeah so it so i i try to look at it through this lens that lens and be empathetic about it because i know that it's a lot of money it's a lot of time in these things and yeah we get you know obviously asked that all the time um you know so it's like what can you do tim what can you do yeah ethically that's ethically not- that's not because there's to- a lot of things you could do. Like there's a lot of weird stuff. SEO, yeah. like there's a lot, there, there is black magic, dude. And I was just I was I just spoke in an event this morning, and somebody spoke up and said, "What about expired domains and taking expired domain?" Because that is a that is a strategy. You can take old websites, and then roll like you can redirect them to the back. So these are things, but it's it's powerful. It's like a, hooking up a bunch of old car batteries to the back end of a website. But the problem is. I'm just going to, I'm going to go through maybe like false starts that I've had. Right. The problem is then you're, you're, um, you got a bunch of links to those websites that are like now Google is going to get confused about what that website is really about. 
Cause there's, even if you had a completely expired old roofing company domain, it has a different brand name than yours. It might, it might start confusing Google. It does put the power, but it's like, it's not smart power. It's kind of dumb power to the back end of your website. So that's one where I, and I've experimented with it. And honestly, I'm not saying it's completely bad idea. That is a quick, that is a quick way to kind of get some power. So is that like, is that like the guy that has, does no functional training and just bench presses every day and he can bench press 500 pounds? Is that yes. like, <laughs> yes. Cause then you're going to be, you know, like ranking yeah, for this, shoes. right. But yeah. you, you yeah. can't tie your shoes, right. That's basically me. So thanks Michael. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that big. Um, the, the other quick answer just in general is like, well, don't do SEO, do paid ads. And we both do paid ads. So we're not haters. Why? So a question for you, Michael, is why shouldn't we just, it's too much emotional effort sometimes to be with people on SEO, like yeah. to really do what it takes because it takes so long. So sometimes it's just like, let's just do paid ads. Like, like yeah. my question <laughs> for you is why not just do paid ads as companies? Like, why don't we just do that? Because it's so much more clear cut. And we don't have to have these conversations about why it takes a while. And it's like six to nine months in, there's like these super uncomfortable, like, oh God. And you and I are both like, oh, please, let's fucking go. You know, yeah, we're right. pushing on these sites. It takes and, and it's time. tough, right? Because it, there's not a clear expectation, right? Mm -hmm. The expectation is you're not sure. And it sounds shitty to say this. You and I, we don't know exactly what to expect, how Google's mm -hmm. going to react to the content that we're publishing, the links that are being built, right? Um, so it's hard to project what, you know, we can give a general understanding, but that sounds a lot like somebody who doesn't want to be held accountable, right? It does. <laughs> like, I know exactly what everyone's brain, because you and I talk to a lot of roofing company owners and we have good rapport with roofing company owners where we, we like know the objections. We know why they don't want to do SEO sometimes. And we know, so... That's exactly what they were just thinking right there. Yeah. Like we both know. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't answer your question. Um, <clears throat> I tell my clients, right? Like we try to back into solutions based off need, right? So if you, if you come to me and you're like, Mike, I've heard great things. I really want to come on board with you. And you know, my goal for the company is over the next year, I want to go from, you know, $2 million to $5 million, you know, Typically, like we have an understanding of what the average lead's going to cost, uh, depending on market. There's some fluidity to that, right? But if we aggregate across all markets, we can say safely that a decent campaign should run around 125-ish a lead on Google Ads, maybe 150, maybe 100. And hey, when we have the months where it's 70 bucks a lead because they converted very well, like everyone's high-fiving, it's fantastic, right? Um, and you have to gauge it off of a robust enough sample size to where the data is relevant, right? So that's why I also tell people like, when we have those $80 months, be happy. If we have $160 cost per lead month on Google ads, you know, don't call me and tell me that you're super upset with me, right? Cause we have to look at it through like a three month, a six month, a 12 month for averages to actually be relevant. Yeah. But I never want anyone to be reliant solely on Google ads or even solely on SEO for that matter. But I want them to have a sustainable strategy to where they're going to consistently be able to grow their business. And hopefully we're a large part of that. And hopefully we become a larger part of that over time and, and stay mm -hmm. in the equation. Right. Or they go off and they do fantastic. And like, you know, that's fine. 
Um, yeah. Either outcome is great for me. I just want to make sure we're putting our best foot forward as far as a company accomplishing their yeah. goals. So with that being said, it's a very long-winded way to get there. Um, no. Yeah, I want people to invest in things that are going to give them some sort of autonomy yeah. from being at the mercy of paying for every single click to your site. It's a great yeah. way to jumpstart your company and get that immediate push. I mean, I heard somebody go far left with it the other day and tell it say it's like you know get off of you know crack cocaine and stop paying for google ads and it's like well okay like i get what you're doing but it's like you, google ads you are actually tell people, you've ever you've obviously never had good crack yeah <laughs> right um yeah, google ads it doesn't even compare no but you know it's it's one of those things where they're great but if you can replace the lead flow that you're paying for every single lead based off every single click you're paying for mm. with something that's more sustainable and yeah. you're not paying per user to get to your site, that's a much better model as far as sustainable growth. And right. the problem is, is ethical players like Michael and I say this and then shitty little SEO companies copy what we're saying, but have no track record of actually delivering after a year on SEO. So then they Somebody's done this before, had had somebody say this, and then it never happened. And I think like what it comes down from my point of view is like you need to have just to address that. And then we're going to go into any ways. We're going to talk about all the experimental ways we can speed it up because we're going to we're going to go there. We're going to see we're going to brainstorm together. But the things need to happen on the website. So there needs to be content. There needs to be links. There needs to be technical changes and improvements on that website, meta title descriptions and doubling down on what's working on content. All those deliverables things have to be going on a regular basis. There has to be deliverable. There have, has to be work happening and then time has to pass. So you could do all that work and you could do 12 months of work in one month, right? <laughs> but time has not passed. So there's a big, it's like, it's like a, you, you see a chef, a good chef working and they like the timing of things matters, right? The timing of things. And there has to be time for stuff to cook. Right. And that's the same thing with SEO is like time is a big part of the equation. Time passes and, and things happen. If you, you just mix, if you took like, three minutes and did every single thing of an omelet, but you didn't actually let time pass on the stove. You just have runny eggs and it'd be nasty as shit. So right. the point is, is like, if there's not time passing the activation, the chemicals and the activation of this stuff doesn't happen. And so time is a real component. I'm sorry that shitty companies use that to sell their shit too, but it's real. Um, so let's get into ways to speed it up. So any ways that you've tried, either failed or successfully to try to speed it up because you know, that's, that's the thing people want. So we got to talk about it. Yeah. So like you and I both know the importance of content, right? So like in theory, just Tim, just put out more content. Mike just put out more content. For yeah. us, right. Like, and there's, you know, because within that there's opportunities to kind of get syndicate that content and have that content picked up and get backlinks from it. So like, why not just write 50 articles a month, Mike, Tim? <laughs> I will say here, here's the deal. That is one lever that we're working on trying to find ways to increase content velocity. Cause I right. do believe that's the number one lever yes. to speed up SEO results. I still think time is required, but it's the number one lever 
to speed it up. It would be content velocity. So to me, anything that an SEO company can do to speed that up is probably the most likely item that I just think about levers. Like if there was one lever that I could crank to make SEO go faster would be content velocity potentially. And I couldn't agree more. And it's just a matter of, okay, like you look at, I'm sure you've been hit with like the Jarvis ad, right? For the AI copywriting where it's like they do spun content and yeah, like sometimes Jarvis writes really good content for three sentences and then it looks like he had a fucking stroke, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so then you spend more yeah. time editing the content. It would be the equivalent of like some shitty roofer putting on a really shitty repair, right? Just to have somebody come back out, fix their fuck up, right? Yeah. And then come and actually repair the roof the right way. You know, or like a shitty, yeah. like a shitty tattoo that you want to get covered up. And the amount of time that's going to go put it, put it into methodically covering that tattoo so it doesn't look like dog shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've tried AI content in the form of Jarvis and I'm trying to remember what specific tool I used. I did like 15 articles. I just was like, I'm going to see if I can do 15 articles on our website in like two hours or something like that. And I was just like for fun to try to do it. And one of them did rank. It was like, but the reason I think it was ranking was because like I did find good images, like graphs and stuff like that. So it's more of the formatting that I did yeah. that helped it rank. Like, and that was not no time. It was like 10 or 15 minutes. And then like it dropped off. So it ranked for a little bit and then it dropped. So like, and, and that was on a that was on an authoritative website. You know what I mean? So ultimately, from my point of view, people have to read this content and want to stay. So right. that's why like. I'm not going to say I've never, you know, we, we experiment with all different types of things, but I think at the end of the day, you have to figure out a way to make sure if people of real humans get to this content that they actually want to read it. Otherwise you get a little stuck. So that's where it's like hard to drop 50 articles of content. You know, It's very hard to do this at scale in a way that's meaningful long-term, but it's something that we're working on and trying to figure out. And that's, and I mean, I, I feel like that's what will help keep companies like ours at the top, at the front of the pack, right? Is that like mm -hmm. consistently trying to innovate and testing technology and things mm -hmm. like that, that could make things more efficient to make the deliverable better, deliverables better to make the impact mm -hmm. more quickly. Like those are things that I'm open to and I've tried. You're obviously of the, of the same mindset. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there'll be there'll be some turds, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, we, we come up with weird ideas sometimes that don't quite work. So yeah, but it's, it's just like anything else, right? Like you may, I, yeah. you may have 10 failures, but you know, that 11th one, that's a success made the 10 worth it. Right. But the, the beast concept is that we're innovating in a small hallway. So, you know, like I think of a lot of these companies that let's say try to like, market to roofing companies. And this is, this is like a promotion for Michael and I, but this is why you should work with a company like ours, <laughs> either his or mine or somebody like, there's not that many like us. So in a hallway, we're innovating and every single innovation that we make is in that hallway. So it's focused and it applies to your business as a roofing company versus if you are, you know, they're working with dentists over here and whoever, how many other people other kinds of companies, their, their innovation, they might've innovated and it was good for that client, but it's not good for you. So like every, every innovation that we do is probably good for you too. You know what I mean? So that's ultimately like, as, as we do tackle these problems of it doesn't take, it takes too long to rank or whatever. And we work on that. We're always working on that. Cause we, 
we're very uncomfortable with that fact too. <laughs> it's, it's like one of the hardest parts about our business and it ends up being like, it's, it's a point of contention sometimes like, or excuse me, I should say, speak for myself. It's a point of contention. We try to be as honest as possible up front, but our clients still, still, always wanted to go faster. There's never like, <laughs> we could tell them we could, we could do a sales process for like five times before they sign a proposal, but there's still going to be that moment in month six, <clears throat> seven and a half months in where it's just like, ah, come on. It's not Google ads where it's like, we got, we're guaranteed, you know, not even gar not guaranteed, but you know, like, we're going to get two roofs a month. Like we're going to, you know, right. you know, I wish that was the case. It's just, to me, it's like two roofs a month from ads. I love ads for that reason. And then like, to me, it's like, and then in a year and a half for two years, like I'm wanting those four months a roof or four roofs a month from SEO. Like it's really further down where it's like the leads are going up usually a little bit at month nine, you know, on, but then like roofs, like, cause you know, it's like however many leads until they actually get a closed deal. It's like, to me, that's like a year and a half, two years in where there's like pretty consistent couple or, or, and it ends up going higher. Like it really starts to compound. That's what I love about SEO, the compounding benefit of SEO. Love the compounding. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's another, you know, another thing that like, I don't talk about much with prospective clients or clients. Cause it's, it's not, there's, you can't attribute, there's no direct line of attribution. Right. So if you show, if you've got Google guaranteed and you're getting leads from there, fantastic. Like I recommend every roofing company get on fucking Google guaranteed. Yes. There, it's seemingly, this was the first time I've seen a recent Google like algorithm update impact Google guaranteed. I don't know if you're seeing that with your clients, but I've seen a lot of fluctuation in Google guaranteed rankings, the cost per lead. I had one mm -hmm. guy who went from like 60 for his one lead up to like 90 most recently. Mm -hmm. um, so that was interesting. Um, but I, think anyway, just, like, I just think it's people piling in to Google guarantee because you guys like you and I told everyone about it. Dude, but I got to tell you, we've been at it for our clients for the last, I mean, for a minute, like a year and a half, like endorsing it, getting people on. And like, I've seen competition pick up like significantly, but like, no matter what you put your bid at in market A, it would always be somewhere between 48 and $53 a lead, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's jumped to 89. Mm -hmm. And it was not too long after the most recent, like the Mother's Day um, algorithm update with Google. Hmm. Right? Um, Interesting. Worth taking a look at, guys, if you're watching. Uh, because yeah. so, so if you're not keeping a close track as far as what they're paying you, mm -hmm. um, it's still even at $90 a lead is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's still great leads. Yeah, <laughs> right. But my point was what you can like when you start ranking organically in maps it, you know beneath the maps and, and you're doing google ads and you're doing local services you can't like attribute and quantify the value that's being served by your marketing agency by people being inundated with your brand on that first page because even mm -hmm. if it converts through google guaranteed if they saw your name four fucking times on yeah. the first page of Google, they're going to click somewhere, right? And what you're talking about is brand awareness. And, <laughs> you know, like, I believe in it. Yeah. I love it. I think about it all the time for our company. It's just, it's hard to sell to roofing companies. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, it's hard to sell. There's a, a lot, lot of people, people that don't want us, that, that want 
that clear attribution every time from dollar spent to lead. And from, I really believe that you, you benefit more when you start to think like big corporations will have lead gen team and brand team. You know what I mean? Like we don't have the benefit as a, as a small business and as you, as a roofing contractor, we don't have the benefit of having two separate marketing teams. Okay. So like, it's okay if there's a little bit, you know, we got brand awareness and lead gen mixing a little bit. Like I think that you should know that eyeballs are hard to get and it's really good to be up there. And like my best clients, my favorite clients, like even when we're getting leads on, let's say Google ads, right? There's leads coming in. They're like, well, at least like, look at that impression share. You know what I mean? Like we got 33% of the market for that area. That's freaking awesome. So like my best clients understand when there's like, when they're getting impressions, that's also good for their business, not just the leads. Yeah. And I mean, I, and that's kind of, I'm not a big Facebook guy uh, because a lot of the, my prospective clients, they want leads, right? And I'm not of the mindset that Facebook is the best opportunity for them to get high intent leads that are going to make a really meaningful difference more so than high intent. There's a place for it. But to your point about brand awareness, I, I always look at like traditional marketing, like billboards, TV, radio as like the old school Facebook. And like now Facebook is great because now you can accomplish what you accomplish, like the reach and frequency, right? Like all your, 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 your 48, 53 year old sales guys that are in traditional media sales, like they work with the billboard companies they, or the radio that's like reach and frequency or how many cars are going to drive past or how many ears are you going to hit, which is especially for radio and TV dwindling because of, you know, streaming, but you can't really quantify that in anything meaningful. Right. But if you take a look at like Facebook, you can, you, you know, for certain how many people are going to see your ads, how many people your company has been presented to, how many people are engaging with that. So it's the same thing with like, you know, those impressions on Google, right. Even if they didn't necessarily choose you, the fact that you got in front of, you know, 80,000 people throughout your campaign is a really good thing because some of them Mm -hmm. are so. Exactly. And like, I'll be real. Like if I had a 50 person company, I'd probably have a Facebook, uh, wing. Yeah. You know, like if I, if I, and if I was a contractor that had 50 people or, you know, definitely I I like contractors doing some Facebook ads. I just don't want to be, I don't want to be putting all my, uh, I don't want to be putting a large percentage of my, my budget into that direction. If I'm a contractor, because uh, it's just a little wasteful. Like we, he, Michael touched on intent. Intent is what is the what is the point of somebody getting onto that platform? And Google, the intent is search and usually purchase. You know, whereas Facebook, it's entertainment, distraction, uncle's Facebook uh, yeah, political. Yeah, I had a activity. fucking like, terrible day. Let me go yeah. kill some time. Oh, that's a funny cat video. I definitely yeah. need to leave, yeah. right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So if you're interrupting them, yeah. it's kind of an interruption. You know, if you put sure. a video on there, it's kind of an interruption to the point of why they're on that platform. And I watch that all the time. I was putting out my memes <laughs> on every single, on Facebook and Instagram. And then I like, I realized like, it's a little businessy, for Instagram for me. And I just like stopped putting them out on my Instagram, you know, like, um, you just got to kind of pay attention and you were aware of what was going on. What's that? 
you were aware of what was going on. You were paying attention. Yeah, gotcha. yeah I'm paying attention because we don't want to interrupt people with our shit. We want to be, we want to coincide with their reason for being on that platform and make something that works for them. So like, I still feel like I'm not entertaining enough on TikTok. Like I feel like I'm doing too much education on TikTok and I'd like to figure out a way to like do a little bit more entertaining, but it's hard. It's hard What's to be, that? entertainment is the hardest kind of content. Let's I do a skit. We'll do yeah. it. Let's yeah. do it. We'll figure it out. We'll get in the works. We could just do it right now in the middle of this podcast. Michael, <laughs> SEO is too hard. It's too slow. I just want to pay per lead for the rest of my life. <laughs> I got nothing, bro. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was thinking of me being like, like a corporate sales trainer and like, you know, all right, guys. And I'm, I'm talking to my seven new hires, right? Fresh out of college. And like, all right, guys, we know that contractors aren't going to know the difference of what you're selling them anyways, right? So what here? I'm going to give you this tool that's $9.99 a month. Make sure you fucking think, okay, that this is an exclusive tool because we're a Google partner, okay? That's going to get their trust. And that's going to give us the opportunity to suck them dry $500 a month at a time. <laughs> Thank you, sales coach. Yeah. I'll do that right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna pretend that they actually don't know shit. <laughs> so, no, we just saw somebody do this on Facebook. So, don't do that if you're a marketing agency. Okay. Don't do that shit. Anything else that you think could help speed this up? If you're just like, let's say you were consulting with somebody and you weren't responsible. Yeah, you weren't responsible I for know that. I in like, Bangladesh yeah. where you could buy fifteen thousand DA of eighty-five plus backlinks. For twelve bucks or whatever it is they're gonna charge you, um, it'll be it'll be nice and cheap for you. Yeah. Why don't we just do that, Tim? Well, I would say this is I love backlinking, but backlinking isn't as powerful as it used to be. And like the most powerful backlinks are usually the ones that are not cheap. That's just the reality of it. So if you really wanted to speed it up usually it's going to require more money. Like, 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 let's say like if I was just consulting on somebody and they said, I have unlimited budget, I need to speed this up. And I was just like, I would, I would probably have them purchase like guest niche guest posts and niche edits. Like, let's say it was like $20,000. I would like drip those out over the time. The reason that, that we can't do that is because you're also doing con, you know, you're doing we do a little bit of that, but not like a ton of it. But if I had like unlimited budget for every client, I think I would go harder on guest posts and niche edits. It's just also kind of wasteful because it's kind of hard to tell when they're not making a difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you could accidentally spend $20,000 on, on um, guest posts. And then really that's the content that's doing all the ranking hard work, right. you know? And if you don't have con, the, the reason I know that is because I have clients and I've had a lot of clients that had a ton, like I had this PR client that had like a ridiculous amount of really, really good links, like ones that you and I could never even buy. And then they, they had bad content or like content that was like reposted from other websites and they didn't realize it was bad. And then they weren't ranking for shit, like they, nothing. So if you just, if you just have links, it's the, it's the, it's the recipe, you know. It's it's got to be content. It's got to be links. Yeah, three parts content, one part links. Yeah, no. Yeah, 
<laughs> and if you forget the if you forget the content, like good content, it's just like you know you're chewing on a cookie that's just baking soda, man. It's yeah. not good. Um, here's one that I always like. Why don't we just you know just put the keywords everywhere on the website as frequently mm. as possible? Mm. Yeah, I'd say yeah. This is a really good topic because a lot of people will get really heavy with heavy handed with the keywords. And I, I see this on like either younger SEOs or like people that don't understand business that just SEO for SEO's sake and think that that's all that matters. And I used to be one of these people, so I can speak to that one a lot, which is the actual persuasiveness of your of your business's website matters a lot. And I talk a lot more about persuasiveness nowadays than just ranking. We got to rank. And then when we rank, we need that website to be persuasive. So I'm not saying don't use the keywords. I'm not an idiot. I'm saying watch for the over optimization thing. Cause not, not because Google has like some like keyword density thing that they actually use. Cause they, I don't think they have a real keyword density. They do want you to mention it. It needs to be in there five times. There's different ways to do that. But when somebody lands there, I don't want the first thing to be like roofing company, Omaha, you know, like I want it to be to a human being interesting. I want it to be like, are you sick of contractors that don't call you back? Or like, I want it to be pain oriented and persuasion, persuasion oriented. And then you can find ways to like kind of intermix the keyword in a little bit more subtle ways. That's, that's really my big thing. I think just people that get heavy handed with, with the keyword are not like, they're not as integrated with salespeople as you and I, I think that we're, you know, we get, we understand that this also has to sell deals. Right. <clears throat> one, one thing that I try to push to my clients as far and <laughs> It's funny. It's like, what can I, what can we do to make this quicker? All right. I'm going to give you a list of shit that you need to do. Client A, right. (laughs) But like building relationships in the community. And like, I've seen a couple of your clients that were like, I'm friends with your friends with, right. And I've seen them kind of doing this is like building relationships in the community, helping endorse those other companies. Like, okay, Mm. well, like that's not going to fucking help my SEO, but like, what if we took that a step further? Right. And we start having conversations with these other companies that have websites to exchange local backlinks with one another, promoting, even do like a community page on the website, right? Like show the community that you care about them, show the visitors yep. of that small town that you actually give a shit about yes. them, right? By That's broadcasting good. these small town local businesses on your website, right? And now you create almost like a network. It's so um, good. Yeah. Like, but. It always, it's, it, that's not, not, a lot of times not what people want to hear when they're paying you yeah. thousands of dollars a month. Yep. <laughs> but maybe that's partly what they're, you know, like they're paying for the deliverables, but they're also paying for you to that's be honest right. about what else they could do to get more business. Cause I was just speaking at an SEO conference this morning, but I literally said like the, the last third of my thing was like, some of this doesn't matter for SEO, but it really matters for your business and selling more business. Right. You know what I mean? There's so many things that we can kind of, we have context on because we see so many roofing businesses, like you're saying, anything to do with networking, referral partners, social media to increase referrals, Facebook groups, like all these different things that they could expand. Don't just sit around. <laughs> I'm just going to challenge both of our audiences right now. Don't sit around and be like, 
like there's nothing you can like push on me and Michael. Like you can, you can be mad at us because we're not going quick enough, but there's not anything that you can do. They can't like yell at us to get us to move faster. Like ultimately some of this stuff takes time. It's the thing you have stuff within your control. And I like, I'm going to challenge everyone with this. You have more within your control. You could spend an hour right now and make leads happen for your business. Go to a Facebook, go to the local Facebook groups and refer referral partners. You know what I mean? You could make more business happen. Um, there is, you could blog. That's part of it. Like I know you and I, like, I think you guys handle some blogging for clients, like, yeah, but you can, you could also increase the visibility of your website by blogging as well. There's a lot there's of a things. Tip. I, yeah. I want to stop you there for one second. Yeah. And there's a tip within there that I want to highlight in this very moment is I've gotten the feedback or the rebuttal to that rather the objection, right? I love objections. And it's like, well, I don't write well, right? Like I can sit here and I can sell anybody a roof and I talk great, but I don't write well. And it's like, dude, that's fine. Turn on your dictation on your, on your phone and put it in your notepad, right? Mm -hmm. And start talking through your process of how you do things. Think of it like you're selling an adjuster on damage and trying to get a claim yeah. approved. Or think about it. Think of all the FAQs you get, you've gotten over the last 10, 20, 30 years in roofing and answer the questions, you know, that you're faced with, right? It's so good because that's not even really an SEO play. Like, no offense. Like that's, that's not going to necessarily rank you, but like that video and that blog post, like would really nurture a lead. Right. You know what I mean? Like it might not rank you. That's what I was kind of telling everyone. I, I say, read the book. They ask you answer by Marcus Sheridan. I strongly suggest it. And he talks about that. Like, this could be a video. If you make a little video, two minute video, like I literally videoed myself just walking around my neighborhood after work, you know, I walk around and I just think, and then I'm like, Hey, just so you know, you know, like, and then put it on your YouTube. I literally would like, I would upload from my phone to YouTube. So I'm not, I'm not doing any editing. I'm literally just uploading and then I'll make a thumbnail later. Maybe, you know, like, so those things nurture deals nurture closes and then also could be sent out to prospects. So you can, if somebody has that same objection in the future, you can send that video out to them. And honestly, sometimes that more informal video type actually is a better, is actually better than the super produced. Yeah. Yeah. People like to engage with it. Um, it feels like a person, right? Not like, you know, the cinematic quality is great. I think there's a place for it. So I'm not yeah. saying don't shoot really high quality yeah. content. Um, but I think that there's a balance and you can benefit from both, <clears throat> I, I, like be undeniable. Right. So when you, when it comes from content and it comes to like videos and YouTube and Google and, and posting and the content that you're putting out, like, is it directly immediately going to help your SEO? Maybe not. Um, but now if you've got, if you, if, 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 a, if a roofing business owner does that for the next five years and he does two, two pieces of content a week, right. Just talking through these things and putting this content out on the site. Um, and he's publishing videos on YouTube about it as well. Like I would, I think we'd both be hard pressed to say that that's not going to make a, a considerable yeah. impact organically. And even if Google was gone, those things are making the money. Right. So like, that's, that's my thing is like, I'll, I always like, people ask me like, is Google going to be around in 10 years? I don't know, but I know people are asking questions and yeah. I know people are typing it in somewhere and Oh, anything else that's like, it takes from a pillar piece of content that you make. Like a lot of those videos, then like I have automatically 
somebody on my team that blogs for those videos. Yes. You know, so okay. like anything you can do. And then I also have another setup where it's like they identify clips and then they make those into reels. So anything you can do that takes one big piece of content that you're doing and then makes like, you know I mean? like sub pieces. Yeah. And uh, it's not all, you know, like, Hey dude, I got, I have a Russian editor right now. I'm thinking I'm going to have my buddy Trinity who's from Africa. Like I'm going to see if we can do video with them. Like, so some of these things don't need to be in your office. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think a lot of, I get it. A lot of roofers are like America first vibes and I like, I get it. But then damn, once you outsource a couple things, like well, I you, well, you figure out how much it costs to, to bring on a full-time video editor domestically. And it's like, wow. Okay. That'll squash your budget, man. Right. Yeah. So to that point, I'll, I'll be releasing a piece of content here soon and it's, let's talk about video editing and shooting specifically, like how many prospects and clients over the years have you had that would benefit immensely from it in so many different perspectives of their business that just, it doesn't get done. Right. And the, the, the challenge is real. Right. So if you think about, and I think you and I have talked about this before in the past, Tim, like leveraging local colleges and universities. Right. So like one of the biggest things that college kids and recent grads face is, the objection of when they're trying to get hired somewhere out of college that they're, they don't have any real world experience like in the field. Um, and quite honestly, there's a lot of times there's a saturation of, of candidates, right? So it's like mm -hmm. hard for them to really make, make noise in like the algorithm on ZipRecruiter especially, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. how, how difficult would it be for a local company to Google a local college, right? And reach out to like the arts department if we're looking for video. And because that's where you would start. If you don't know, like you'd go to the arts department. I didn't know I've done this intentionally through trial and error. So you go to the arts department, right? Um, email, they always have a staff page, right? Sometimes it's like, you can find somebody to do an internship. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's just like, Hey, I've got, I've got a position here and just express to that individual, whether it's a chair, an adjunct professor, it doesn't matter. Get your message in front of somebody that wants to help their students. Just explain, Hey, we're a local business. We need help with doing some video shoots and editing. Do you have anyone you recommend? You know, we're offering this, right? Mm -hmm. And we we understand the challenge that local local kids have once they graduate. So we want to we want to start here, right? Yeah. And this is how we want to go about solving our problem and theirs. Any help is appreciated. Yeah, they can send that out to a list of 15, 20, 300 students, and you could quickly find somebody to help you, and they would be less expensive than the guy you're going to pay 80 grand to something I've also kind of learned from, you know, like the video production people that I know recently is like, there is normally a separation between the guy who gets the footage and the guy or the person that edits. And For I sure. think like, I think if you do that, I think you'll have a much more efficient time because sometimes somebody could be really good at going around and get the footage and then they're terrible or they take way too long to edit. So if you can kind of separate that a little bit, I think it actually is helpful. So I'm going to challenge people to take the Tim Brown approach where we're going to say we would rather have the college kid that's shooting at, let's say, 70% of the quality of what it could be if we divided that task into two in place of having nothing because it's too overwhelming to go find two people. And I'm going to do a really good job getting my content out in front of people because we know how much value there is to this content. Yeah. And I'm going to net positive in a big way from doing that. 
Yeah, that's the thing that people don't realize is it doesn't matter how high quality you make this shit. It doesn't make you automatically have an audience. Right. If five people see a video that spent you 10K to produce and edit, who gives a shit? That's the real deal. So you got to have, you got to know that you're actually going to spend money getting in front of people, or you basically just got to go low, a little bit lower five while you build the audience so that by the time, like maybe you're, you're improving the quality and then, then you have some audience to, to actually like benefit from that. So that's the, that's always the balance. Cause I saw this at this guy at RoofCon who had like a giant weird, like dorky harness that went over his thing with a camera like this. <laughs> and he, like I, I went up to him, I confronted him. I can conf- like, literally they probably, he was so mad at me. Cause I, we had, we had this contest was like, how do you rank? And it was like city plus service. And we like gave out prizes based on where they ranked. And like we did theirs and they were like on page two or three. And I was like, the time that you're spending here (laughs) on this video, there's probably more money to be, just to be real with you, there's probably more money to be made by pushing into Google a little bit more. And I know that video is the fun shit. If you're a marketing director at a roofing company, I know video is the fun stuff but it doesn't mean that there's eyeballs to consume all your hard work. Right. And so you got to figure out how to get those eyeballs. And that's has to be at the same time as you're making great video. Like, and that's, that's our, all, all of our challenge. And I think we're all working on it, you know? Yeah, that's a fact. Good point. All right. Well, this has been a great podcast. I really appreciate you joining me, Michael. Where can people check out your agency? Yeah. You go to www.ascenddigitalexperts.com. And uh, on Facebook, we're Send Digital Agency at Takeoff with Ascend. So. And if you're you're at Hook Agency and you're looking for a new agency, uh, Send is a great one. And if you're at Ascend and you need a new... Yeah, if you decide that you hate Mike, Tim's a great alternative. Um, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't even take your clients, man. I wouldn't even let them come. No, I, I, I will say that you are the only individual um, that I have the utmost confidence and that I ever encourage people to go to in the event that... So I trust him. Yeah, and I I do the same. I also try to filter if they're not actually a nice person. I don't send them over. I try not to send them over to you. Because that's the other one. Like, you know, sometimes people are, are have unrealistic expectations and it's hard to know where to refer them. 